again, and welcome to Planet Beyond Shortcast, brought to you by Fugro, the leading partner in uncovering geodata from the greatest subsea depths right to outer space, and hosted by me, John Baston Pitt. Today, I'm joined by Tim Crane, Chief Technical Officer at Intuitive Machines. Tim, why don't we start by you introducing yourself? Absolutely, John. My name is Tim Crane, and I am the Vice President of Research and Development, the Chief Technology Officer at a company in Houston, Texas called Intuitive Machines. I was a co-founder of the company. We started in 2013, beginning initially as a, a group of people who thought that NASA had developed technical engineering project management techniques that taken outside of purely the civil space domain could be used effectively in other sectors, such as energy, biomedical, um, aviation. And uh, that was our company for about five years. We were a think tank, it was the way we like to, uh, to describe ourselves, had close to 30 inventions. Uh, we did everything from developed fixed wing drones that we flew in Antarctica, we uh, worked on a biomedical device to help stroke victims recover muscle, muscle control. We worked on uh, analysis of oil spills to determine how to best remediate leaks on the, the floor of the Gulf of Mexico. But about four years ago, we, we pivoted, and now we are a lunar transportation and infrastructure company. Wow. Now, I get the feeling that we could talk about a variety of different topics here because, well, it's all fascinating. But what topic have you chosen to share with us? The idea of moving technologies and capabilities forward so that the things that are difficult today become mundane so that you can then go tackle the next challenging problem. And I believe it's something we take from granted, for granted, but I have a good friend who now works at the Jet Propulsion Labs who told me one day, it's easy to look back at, at great historical figures like, you know, the king, kings of France or uh, the pharaohs of Egypt and marvel at their wealth. But none of them could drive a car, right, down a, a superhighway. None of them could pick up a phone and place a call across the planet. So things we do today would look like magic to our forebears. But we, we have now moved to the point where those are commonplace and we're tackling the next challenge and the next challenge. And that's kind of a subset of what we're, we're trying to do with the moon. We're trying to take the basic transportation and communications of, of, of traveling to the moon, of um, analyzing, of developing its resources and make the transportation and the communications part of it as mundane as our cell phones are today, so that we can focus on the next challenging thing. And I, I talk about that specifically in the context of the moon, this is dominating my work life right now. But we do that in other areas as well. And so that concept, whether it's in medicine or civil engineering or education or music, uh, you know, take the things that were, that, were, that were challenging and make them commonplace so we can use them more effectively. I think that's kind of the story of humanity. It's strange you should say that because I was just thinking the word human came into my mind. It's 
it's at the core of being human. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then, you know, humans are social creatures too. And so not only developing technologies, and, and when I say technology, it could be the invention of fire. It could be the first person who wove reed into a rope or into a basket. And now all of a sudden you can store things that you, you had to carry one at a time before. But the, the story of humanity was not only did we do those things and develop those things, but we shared them with each other. And, hey, look at this thing I have and, and, and let me trade with you. And then you take it and you have new ideas. I have a very diverse set of musical tastes. I like some of every genre of music you could imagine. But I'm always fascinated when I'll hear, um, you know, maybe a, a, a rap song that has a riff in it from the Beatles or uh, an R&B song that maybe has the same beat structure. So we borrow and we trade those, those pieces of information, those new developments, and uh, we, we sample them across all the things we do. I, I think that's very exciting to see how we take the new things we develop, somebody else gets inspired by that development and takes it even further. You've shared many examples there of others following that philosophy, that way of working, that way of thinking. Is there any example that you could share with us that shows how you've applied that thinking, how, how it's manifested itself in your work? Yeah, I, I believe so. So um, I'll, I'll try not to be too nerdy, but uh, I worked a flight project. The last flight project I worked at NASA before I left, I was a civil servant at the Johnson Space Center for 13 years before we, we formed Intuitive Machines. We needed to write software for an experimental lunar lander that would have been an impossible task. It, it would have, we sat down and said, what will it take to do this? Well, it's going to take three years and a team of 15 people. And, and we had nine months and a team of four. So that wasn't going to work. We, we, we needed something new. And, and I like to say that desperation leads to innovation. So <laughs> we looked across, and even though we were with the Johnson Space Center, there's another NASA center in, in the Maryland-Baltimore area called the Goddard Space Flight Center that had developed a software that was basically a template you could use for a spacecraft. And they'd used it many times, and, and we had not used it at the Johnson Space Center. We reached out and said, hey, what's the story? Or, do you guys share this? And, and, and they loved it. They said, yeah, absolutely. No one at Johnson Space Center has used it before. So we brought it in and it advanced us probably a year over where we, we would have started otherwise. So we developed it, we developed it, we developed it. We tied it together with some other tools. And then when we, we showed the originators back at the other space center, what we had done, they marveled. Oh my gosh, we never would have thought to put those together that way. Sure, you, you took this thing that we had but then you did something else complementary to it that was new and, and original. And now we have something better than either of us had envisioned before. And so it, it's a little computer science spacecraft focused, but, but it, it was formative. And really it was that idea of teams working together and sharing knowledge and combining that began to give me the, the paradigm of, well, maybe I should try this on my own in a company. You're now running your own business all this sounds exciting and challenging, but but what's really exciting you? What what do you love to do? So 
I, I love solving problems. All the way back to when I was in kindergarten, the reason I excelled in, in, in school and became an engineer wasn't so much that I was more intelligent than everyone else. I just love solving problems. And so I, I poured my passion in that kind of thing. So what we get to do today, we get to solve challenging problems with moving humanity into the solar system. But we're doing it in a way, John, that is, it's not hypothetical. It's not, hey, if we work on this mission, maybe sometime in the distant future, there'll be a next step and, and, and it's kind of a general, you know, move things forward. We're literally looking at, in the next 10 years, turning things that have previously been in science fiction in, into science fact. And, and we know that the hard problems we're solving are gonna be deployed and they're gonna be used and we're gonna make an impact in humanity moving out in the solar system that we'll see in our career. And there was a time in my career where it just seemed like, well, you work one mission, then you go to the next mission, but you wouldn't necessarily see, you know, the wave front of humanity move forward. And that has changed. And, and that's very exciting to not only be able to meet my fix of, of needing to solve problems almost compulsively, um, but then to see those, those solutions, to collaborate with other people and, and to watch us do new things. That's the icing on the cake. There aren't many industries, are there, where as a child, you were reading the science fiction books about the way it could be, the way it will be. And then a few years later, you're involved in creating those solutions. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and even uh, television media. I definitely consider myself a child of Star Trek. And so, you know, some of Gene Roddenberry and, and his production teams and writers teams ideas of what we might do in the future, how we might interact with each other in the future. It forms a template that when we, we work within our teams, what I love at Intuitive Machines, we can come into a room with, with a group of engineers and one person will come in with a, a solution to a problem and we'll deconstruct it and then add back to it from everyone's different perspective and we'll have a better solution. And I'm fortunate to work with a team of people where there's no ego involved in that because we're all pleased to leave the room with a better plan and a better solution than one we entered with. Instead of, no, 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 this is what I want to do. You know, you're, you're attacking my, my, my design and my vision. It's much more, hey, here's what I've got as a starting point. How can we make it better? And then we all share in that. And, and working in a culture like that, um, which is what I wanted, what I tried to foster, but having uh, people on the team here that have embraced it, it it's fascinating because you can be very open. You can be very vulnerable in hey, we're trying to solve the problem. You know, the, the, the technical challenge is the issue here. Let's feel our way around getting the best answer for it and, and, and to share in that progress is really exciting. How can we solve the problem together? Genuinely wonderful. Tim Crane, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on the Planet Beyond podcast. You bet, John. Thank you. You've been listening to a Planet Beyond Shortcast. Until next time, be safe, be remarkable, be the difference.